are listening to an interview series on YouTube and Instagram. You're about to jump into an interview series, the result of a collaboration between Mutech and Eastern Bloc, produced for this 23rd edition of the Mutech Festival in 2022. I'm Malta Leander, and here you will hear me talk to Iki Magdala, a veteran in the Montreal scene with over 10 years behind the decks in a wide span of contexts, both as a solo artist and performer, as well as with a number of collectives spinning everything from dub and hip-hop to jungle, drum and bass, and acid techno. Today, she's paid me a visit in my apartment in Villeray, escaping one of Montreal's heat waves. How are you doing today, Iki? I'm very good. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, so, you've been part of the scene for a while, and as I said, a variety of different initiatives, such as loop sessions and pull-up selecta, to name a few, um, with over a decade present as both artist, producer, and DJ. How would you say that your approach to music making has changed over this time? Uh, well, uh, thank you for the introduction. Uh, when I first started, I started as a, a DJ, uh, so mostly uh, using turntables. Uh, I started not with an initial plan to become a DJ, it's just uh, I've always been into music and eventually I got myself turntables and, and uh, started that way. And um, uh, that's it, I started more uh, as a DJ, but then uh, with meeting different people and getting more interested in, uh, in the electronic music um, uh, spectrum, because there's, there's a lot of uh, sub-genre uh, sub in, uh, in that uh, style. Uh, so yeah, meeting other people, uh, starting buying uh, equipment, um, I started jamming with uh, other people and that's how I mostly got into uh, music production. Uh, then uh, I also had a computer and it was easy uh, to get like softwares uh, such as uh, Reason, uh, Fruity Loops, but I always uh, more uh, preferred uh, the hardware uh, aspect, just, you know, hands-on playing with the equipment and also jamming with other people. Uh, so that's why I, even to this day, I, I'm more into uh, those those kind of uh, music-making uh, machines and uh, patterns. Um, so that's an overall uh, <laughs> how, I, how I started in the music field. Right. And a context that I that I just mentioned, uh, loop sessions being a, a great yes. place for a community of, of like minded producers that sort of yeah. supports one another and, sure. and a, a great place for emerging for emerging sure. producers in Montreal. Yeah, loop session is like a nice community. It's uh, also a nice school, if I can say it that way, because uh, uh, I pretty much um, got into loop sessions at the really uh, beginning. Uh, so I got to meet uh, people who to this day are still like very close friends. Uh, it, and I also say it's a school because, uh, you know, you had a task. Basically, you get in uh, at whichever time and you have uh, the, um, the challenge of producing a beat in uh, X amount of hours. You know, you have like a few hours to, to produce and present the, the beat. So I say it's a nice school because in production, usually, you know, you have time to do your stuff, uh, get back to it, uh, you know, sleep on it and get back to it uh, tomorrow. But here uh, it's like... 
against the clock. Exactly. Kind of... It's against the clock. And also there's no right or wrong move. Uh, everyone is so um, welcoming, so supportive. Uh, you do, you know, you go there in front of people, do your, your beat and uh, people are there cheering you on. And uh, so it was a nice school and a nice community to get to know people and also to get like uh, more comfortable doing it in front of people and just, you know, taking the stress out and just putting the music in. And uh, uh, it's a super, super fun experience. And I uh, full support to Loop Sessions uh, long. Uh, I hope they, they go on forever. And I'm super happy now there because we had COVID. Uh, we're still a bit in it still, but um, now we're, we're going to go and um, uh, have the event uh, with people again. So that's pretty cool. Back in person. Exactly. Yeah. But they were super smart about it. Like during the, the pandemic, uh, they, um, you know, they didn't uh, got discouraged by, by the fact that we couldn't see uh, each other. Uh, they put it on on an outline, uh, um, online, sorry, platform where people logged in, grabbed the, the beats, not the beats, but the original material, the songs, and they got to produce at home. And then at a certain time, uh, everyone presented their beats. So it's the same formula, but uh, they were able to um, to still uh, live uh, during like the... a distant version exactly, of it. Exactly. Yeah, shout out to, to Loop Sessions there. Yep. Um, and so with with your practice changing forms over the years like it has, um, what would you say is a particularly defining or important moment um, at a time for you as Iki Magdala, as a performer and artist? Ooh, it's hard to say, like uh, one significant moment? Yeah, something that comes to mind. Um... I would say a big one uh, was, uh, when was it? At the beginning of the pandemic. That's like my reference. Yeah, <laughs> it's like sure. before, after Jesus Christ type of thing. <laughs> uh, uh, a little before the pandemic, um, I got uh, invited with some of my uh, uh, crew members from Take On uh, Acid Crew. Uh, we were invited to play at uh, FME. Uh, which is like a huge festival here in Quebec uh, in terms of like uh, new artists coming in. So I would say that that's pretty uh, um, a big uh, a big move for for myself and the collective. Um, so so I think I have to mention it. Uh, that's the first one that comes to mind. But there's been so many opportunities that's uh, that fell my way. So I'm really really uh, thankful. Uh, for everything that uh, every opportunity that I've got so far, and there's some coming uh, still, so I'm I'm really blessed and and happy to uh, uh, to be living it. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's very exciting. Mm -hmm. um, you just mentioned before too that you have this this preference for for hardware, the sort mm -hmm. of hands-on as opposed to to software and music making. Can you talk a bit more about this preferred process, perhaps when? When approaching the practice, um, does it differ a lot between your live performances or or how you would work in the studio? Um, yeah, I'm curious to hear a bit more about that. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, playing live is uh, is a challenge in itself, and also it gives me like liberty to just do it. You know, 
Uh, personally, I, I'm not a big fan of recording because every time I know like the you know record plays on, I not that I panic, but like I stress over having it perfect every time. Mm. But the live sets is something else, you know. It's like uh, I could play the same set, uh, you know, two days. Uh, the first day is gonna be something, and the next day is gonna be something else. Even though they're my tunes, they're uh, my productions. Uh, there's always a live feel to it, which I enjoy. And I guess it's part of me because when I look back at it, you know, with uh, uh, starting with turntables, there's also the life feel to it, you know, hands on on the records and everything. And I guess I naturally chose the hardest way <laughs> to to do music. And um, I don't know, I just like plugging stuff and hands on having like different uh, uh, machines where I can, you know, uh, sample uh, things and then play on the synth, uh, play with different bass lines, effects as well. So there's just a general feeling in the life set that I that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it introduces more more dynamics, and yeah. as you're saying, it is it does become alive and and changing from time to time. Even when presenting or working with the same material, you can never really replicate exactly the same process. Mm -hmm. Um, so as someone that has been active in, in the Montreal scene and, and the underground scene for, for a good while, you've seen some initiatives come and go, I'm guessing. Um, but in your opinion, what do you think that the city lacks perhaps, or what could be improved upon from your point of view when it comes to the nightlife or the music in general? Uh, I would say uh, more freedom and trust in, in people. And what I mean by that is like, I also come from like the, the rave uh, subculture scene. And like there's super nice initiatives by people that, you know, uh, buy their own sound system or build their own sound system and, um, you know, put effort into finding locations, uh, you know, gathering um, uh, talented artists, either producers or DJs and just like setting up from scratch events. And uh, what I would like uh, is like just uh, from, let's say, police or uh, the government even like just more. Uh, appreciation for the work that's being put towards that scene and everything is self-managed and it, it you know things are well uh, people are taking care of each other uh, make sure people are safe uh, they're carpooling you know uh, making sure like uh, not everyone are uh, taking cabs or bring their car there's so much nice initiative in the rave subculture scene that I wish um, uh, people would just like acknowledge it and support it as well and uh, not put like uh, barriers or uh, laws to block people from sharing music, which is a, such a positive thing, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> so I would just wish that um, the general public and you know any, anyone that has uh, authority in a, in a sense like police uh, that would just not shut us down because it's, uh, you know, it's for the people, by the people and you know, uh, taking care of the environment, cleaning after ourselves afterwards. Yeah, leave no trace. Exactly, mm. leave no trace, uh, plur, you know, uh, those kind of uh, uh, initiatives and attitudes. So in my sense, it's super positive. So I just wish it, uh, it, it can continue and, you know, uh, for everyone to be able to, to, to share and to benefit from it. Right. Yeah. Um, and often, often enough, very 
unappreciated mm -hmm. labor or or very hev heavily underpaid yeah. as well and there's uh yeah there's a lack of that mm -hmm. gap of of appreciation towards the people that decide to sacrifice a lot of their own yeah. time through those kind of initiatives that then exactly that then end up being put in the risk zone of being completely shut out from mm -hmm. from the rest of the music scene i guess yeah, exactly um so the culture of of sound systems that you mentioned uh, briefly i mean that has a historically a close linkage to some of the music that you're playing i mean apart from dub also with ska and reggae music um how present would you say that those movements or communities are here in montreal uh very much present uh like there's a few sound systems that i know of that are active in in montreal or in quebec i i could say that's mostly the the territory the the area that i know uh but yeah there's a few uh, nice initiatives and uh collectives that that either get together to um you know uh form uh parties where there would be like different rooms with different styles and everything is like uh self managed uh you would have like let's say a bass more bass sounding sound uh or a more techno uh size sound but all of those are come from the uh, same root you know like bass i mean uh, uh sound system culture originally it's like more in the uh dub reggae scene but then we can see uh, in europe uh where uh, the techno scene you know um uh, emerge a bit so it's that same uh, general feeling of uh, uh building your own sound uh being uh, autonomous in in that in that sense mm -hmm. and um yeah that's that's where i i'm at and that's that's also what i support uh 100% for sure and you know that creates a a great ecosystem yeah. of, of input and output and yeah. and everyone that is part of that can can very much mm -hmm. take take part and uh and harvest the fruit from yeah, from that labor sure. and everyone can participate in their own way you know like uh uh you don't necessarily have to be a dj or producer you can be the one if you have like you're a bit tech savvy uh you can be the one that's you know taking care of the sound making sure the eqs are right uh if you're good with people you know you can be at the entrance uh uh welcoming people uh if you're good with lights uh, if you're good with uh you know anything or if you're just a party people you can uh come as well so everyone is included everyone has a, a space um that's uh that's where it's at for sure that's great <laughs> so you said that there's a couple of things perhaps in the in the in the line that lies ahead so i'm i'm curious to hear um about any future music projects and initiatives or what would you say lays next for for iki oh yeah okay <laughs> what's coming up next um well i i want to work uh on a ep that's uh, gonna come out eventually <laughs> i'm not uh to be determined yeah to be determined uh i was supposed to uh release it uh in the past but then a few things happened uh our our schedule changed a bit uh but it, you know i it, it only leaves more time to to make it better and uh to do it right uh so there's that coming out uh, an ep and also with the sound system culture that that I'm into um I'm uh, gonna try to uh one of my uh uh project is to build a sound system as well 
Uh, so, so super excited about that. I'm learning a lot. I've learned a lot. So uh, now I, I want to um, try to do it myself as well with, uh, uh, with uh, some close friends. Uh, so that's in the works. Um, and also just to continue making music, uh, hopefully to continue uh, traveling a bit uh, with uh, my sound and uh, see, uh, see, see what else can, can happen for myself, you know. That sounds yeah. like a like a great <laughs> great number of different things. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm looking forward to to catching it further on. Yeah, cool. Thank you. You've listened to a short but sweet conversation with Iki Magdala, whom you'll be able to catch at this year's Mutech Festival, where she'll be performing a live set on August 24th as part of the experience series on Esplanade Tranquille.